This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the February 20th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. We usually do the season-long podcast, but a little something happened on Sunday night that may have changed the course for us. Uh, the biggest trade of the season with DeMarcus Cousins. Fly Pelican Fly to New Orleans. Looking to break this monster down is Jonas Nader. What's up, man? What's up, man? What are the Kings doing? I don't know. So what are what are the Kings doing? Like, if you're them, what what do you think is the reasoning here? A complete tank. Okay, so the reason here is they have a top ten protected pick, top ten protected pick that's owed to Chicago. Hmm. So they obviously want to keep that. But the big reason is they're so enamored with Buddy Hield is almost mm-hmm. ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. And I saw a picture of someone uh, who who saw Vladdy Divots Watson. Uh, Buddy Heald at the Rising Stars game. Like, dude, if you dare judge a player off Rising Stars, you should be fired on the spot. Like, obviously, Jamal Murray killed it. Jamal Murray, I love Jamal Murray, but, yeah. dude, like, he has a 25, you're not going to do anything from that. It's but, Rising Stars, come on. Yeah, like you said, I mean, they are in such a bad position, man. I mean, they're probably in a worse shape than the Nets are. Like, I just want to know, has he watched Buddy Hill this season? He hasn't been good. Yeah, at he hasn't all. been good at all. <laughs> Apparently they were high on him in the draft and they won and that was may have been a reason why when uh, Marquise Chris fell to eight, why they traded yeah. back to get thirteen Papa Giannis, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and Scala Missieri at twenty eight. That was like apparently the guy and they panicked or something. Yep. But dude, chill, man. Like I don't I'm I mean, you can make a case that Buddy Hill is the worst top ten guy in this draft. For sure. Like, I mean, let's look at that real fast. I'm not a healed guy at all. No. Um, he didn't have I, said, I said before the draft that he was a great shooter. I said his ceiling is basically Randy Foy is what I said. Pretty, if that's generous. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Randy Foy's a better playmaker. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. There was a crazy stat that, like, because he had the 46% from three in his breakout season, player of the year season. But his yeah. first three, three seasons, he was only 35.3% combined from Oklahoma. And no one knew about him. <laughs> yeah, and he's actually he's actually been trending down hard. Um, another stat I looked up was in okay in December he was at forty seven point eight percent from three, fantastic, forty one point nine in January and thirty five point three this month in February. So hate that downward trend. And this guy is just catch and shoot. Can only guard one position. I can't be pick and roll. <laughs> yeah, can't like they talked about Davis and Buddy Heald picking rolls and kickouts from post moves and. Just not working, and man, like, and the best part about this is, apparently the Kings were like, "Oh, we want two second round picks," and the Pelicans said no. <laughs> like, if that's me, I'd like, yep, take it, take it, take it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but pro- mad props, man, like to get Tyreek, like to make Tyreek an asset for you and give up a guy that they're gonna cut Langston Galloway, basically Buddy Heal, man. And I gotta say this too. Did the Kings not realize that the Pelicans pick is actually not gonna be that good anymore? Yeah, and it's protected. I mean, and it's protected. Yes. And, <laughs> I mean, come on. It's gonna be like in the what? I mean, they're gonna make the number eight seed now. They have to. Right? Maybe I don't know, man. I mean, Nuggets. Are, it's gonna be tough to make up that ground. It's gonna take some time for them to gel. So I'd probably say it's like fifty-fifty. 
Yeah, I mean they're two and a half games behind them right now. It's going to be close though. Yeah. So it's a, it's a it's a pick in the teens. <laughs> right, but like the thing is, if it's top three protected, then that means and you, when the way the lottery works, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, they'll get whatever their pick is. Like because if it's, exactly if you win the lottery, you only the lottery. If you guys don't know, it's only for the three picks. So like yeah. if that one percent chance or whatever happens, like or three percent chance for the three picks, whatever it is, like it's useless. Like they keep it. Yeah. It's like you ruined you ruined it. Like if the pick was top three protected, it's still a horrible deal. But how did how do you? Oh, I just I just and the thing it. the thing that scares me right now is a lot of the Kings media is loving this trade. Like no man, Grant Grant Napier is going off. I like, saw that. Thanks, playback. He loves the trade and like people are were so ready to give up on him. I mean, it's Demarcus Cousins, top yeah. ten talent. I mean. Even yeah. still, like if you're gonna trade Demarcus Cousins, man, I mean this this makes the Serge Ibaka deal look like a freaking steal. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, at least Terrence Ross has shown something, but and, and that was an expiring deal. But to trade Cousins with another year on his deal, yeah, I mean, what was the hurry? I mean, why not wait till Thursday? Uh, they just they just had eyes for Buddy Heald. Apparently, I have no idea why. And like I was looking, Buddy Hill was already 23. Yeah, and I was looking at like his last game against the Kings wasn't even good. He scored like six points or something. So it's, it's not like yeah. I so like okay, let's just hit Heald. Um, we're going out of order. This is going to be the, the way this thing goes down. So what's up with Heald for fantasy? I honestly don't give a crap. Um, very uh, very poor shooter. He's going to be like a Marcus Smart percentage in, in uh, Sacramento. I mean, who's going to create shots for him? He can't yeah. do it himself. Yeah, without the steals. It's gonna it's gonna be rough. I mean, he's probably gonna play thirty plus minutes because Matt Barnes is about to get waived, as I'm looking at. Yeah, so yeah, the minutes right. will be there, but I'd rather have Macklemore in a similar role, but he could be gone too. Yeah, and Buddy Hill only shoots fifty percent within three feet, which is terrible. It's 10%, That's awful. Ten percent below league average, and he's getting twenty seven percent of his shots now, which is a, a good number. But maybe he'll get better, man. For, he's basically Nick Stauskas. I was looking at that. Uh, yeah. Stauskas actually was decent. He was right at league average on at the rim shots, uh, mm-hmm. and Heald was better on above the break threes. And I was going to post a tweet, but it was just too weird. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Let's talk about Boogie Cousins and AD. Obviously, that's really the big takeaway. Um, Boogie Cousins. We all know that Russell Westbrook is first in the NBA usage rate. He's on pace for a record, forty-one point zero percent. But believe it or not, Marcus Cousins. He is on besides Westbrook. His thirty-seven point six is on pace to be the highest usage rate since Kobe Bryant in two thousand five oh six. So over a decade, um, besides Westbrook, did we see the usage rate this high? So, what, what are your first impressions on Boogie um, with the way that he'll fit with Davis and just I guess fantasy tie into it? I mean, even with the dip in usage, I mean they'll both be under thirty usage now. You think both AD and Boogie? Uh I think 30 is a good number for Boogie, um, 31, 31, where AD is probably like 26, 27. I mean, the killer for his fantasy value is basically the turnovers, and they're going to come way down in New Orleans, you have to think. And I plus, I made this that. point earlier, I mean, he's never played with a point guard like Drew Holiday. So many more easier looks for him coming, so I like this move for Cousins. I disagree. I mean, when you're taking away all that usage on a guy who's been pretty efficient, um, he's... Pretty much above average on true shooting, which, let me see what that was again. Oops. He's at, AD's elite, but um, Boogie is 56.2. That's pretty good for a big man. Um, And he's also getting 46% of those shots without a dribble. So, 
I mean, he's still getting a pretty good amount of volume without dribbling, so it's not like he's just posting up isolation and all that. Um, he's only getting about, what, six or seven possessions in ISO and uh, post-ups post, post ups for another three or four. So it's not like the ISO stuff is really that much of volume for him. So but we're I, the most important thing. I mean, how many times have these guys been shut down? I mean, with Cousins and Boogie together, the shutdown risk for both is completely gone. Yeah. They're in the playoff hunt now, so I, I love it for them both. Yeah, that's that's really the big takeaway from Anthony Davis and, like you said, Boogie too. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't really see a change. And I wrote, if, if you're really into like really heavy on stats, I wrote this pretty cool column that shows like shot distribution. And it shows that um, Boogie Cousins, obviously, he is number one in the NBA on shots within five feet. Probably not. It's not even that close. Um, while AD's shot distribution is kind of all over the place. Another thing that was interesting, too, is Davis has a little bit more efficiency on the right side of the court where Boogie is a little bit more left side. So that Sweet. fits that fits together really well. Um, Boogie's actually been killer on catch and shoots. So even Davis is a postman kicking out to Boogie when they're kind of playing. Um, like kind of come across the post, getting out of a double team, kicking out. Like there, there's so many things you could do. Like if I'm an offensive offensive coach and a coordinator and drawing up plays, man, like I'm just so excited for the next four or five days to come up with plays with these guys, man. And I'm looking for a three point shooter right away. Yeah, they gotta get one. Etwan Moore could be nice. We'll yeah, we'll Etwan Moore and Casper is actually interesting too. I yeah. Think. So um, back to Boogie. So do we see? I see his numbers dropping. Like, yeah, the turnovers will drop too. But and but don't forget, man. On top of the 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 turnovers, he's been ridiculous on dimes, or as he would say, ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think he has seven point six assists per game in February. Crazy. So that's yeah. going to go away. So I, I see. Yeah, seven point six with five point six turnovers. To your point. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't care, man. I'll eat turnovers all day in a nine cat, and as long as you're in a deeper league. Um, but yeah, I, and he's efficiency's dropped off, so that'll help him a little bit. He was kind of red hot earlier, um, what, 47% from the field in November with two threes. So really efficient. Yeah, it's, a, it's impossible for your numbers not to go down and play next to Anthony Davis. But right. In terms of value, he's going to be, he's going to be just fine. So like season, like, okay, so DFS price, where do you think it's going to kind of, well, he's been hanging around that kind of 10, 11 for, for Boogie, and then, like, fantasy value going forward, where do you see him kind of fitting in? I think it's probably to be around 9, 8, 10, 2 going forward. Woo! I don't see that. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, he's going to take a probably 5% rebounding rate dip and 7, 8 usage rate dip, and it's, what, about 25% volume right there? That hurts. Yeah, like I was saying, I think Cousins might be, I mean, we might see him in the low 10s low going forward in FanDuel, so... I definitely like that. I mean, it was getting a little bit too expensive for me at eleven thousand right now. So I, I can't. I don't see it, man. I, it's just. I think he's going to top out at like nine. Once, once, once he or bottom out. I'm sorry. Right. Like nine. Like when he's really starts to get in the cousin and AD and I mean they're going to stagger him a little bit. I mean they kind of have to with the way that they're lack of and they're going to deal Terrence Jones. So they're going to probably yeah, they, they have to stagger him. Yeah. So they'll probably do that. And I mean Boogie's going to eat in those. What, eleven minutes? Hopefully, hopefully they, hopefully that there's one of them on the court at all times. Like you have, yeah, it's going to stay the same. That's fourteen minutes because Cousins average is thirty four minutes with King, yeah. so, so that's fourteen minutes where Davis is going to eat. Yeah, and then same thing for Davis on on the flip mm-hmm. side of that, especially with Tyreek Evans gone, has been pretty high usage. Uh, okay, so Anthony Davis, uh, much better. Okay, what about season long? Where do you see him fitting in? Anthony Davis? Oh uh, no, just Buggy. Put a put a bow on Buggy. I put I put top fifteen in standard, Dude. and then top 
top 10 in uh, ACAP. Wow, Ryan and I are, are di- disagree. Ryan and I are thinking like 25-ish, 25-30. I'm really, I'm really counting on those turnovers and efficiency going up. Yeah, I don't see it, man. Like he's, he's unassisted. He's one of the most unassisted big men in the NBA. Uh, unassisted, let's see, I think it was 47%. Let me see what that was again. I can 40, still wait to see how, see how I meshed with Drew, though. Yeah, 48.9% um, on unassisted. That's a high, high number. Um, and there's a but yeah, check out my call, man. I won't get into it too much, but I'm a little bit down on him for season long. I don't really see it getting a big efficiency bump. Um, although he's been killer on catch and shoot, so we'll see how if he can keep that going. I mean, I'm definitely rolling with you. I mean, you you've done your research. I've, I've barely I've barely been up. So <laughs> yeah, I was up for like six, six hours just looking at stats on this man. It's such I love right. big impact trades. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be cool. I've definitely like I said, I want to see what that offensive coordinator comes up with, man. Like so many possibilities. I think okay. I think the steals and blocks could go could go way up though. I think that's definitely a possibility. Yeah, I think so. I think that's. Um, I think he's been really good though. Like, how much could they go up? Mm. That's at, tough. I think Davis actually gets a bigger bump in steals and blocks than than Cousins actually. Well, maybe steals. I mean, Cousins at one point two blocks. I'm sorry, that's not right. One point three blocks, one point four steals, one point four steals. I don't see how that's gonna go up. Yeah. And then one point. Yeah. I mean, Pelicans played at a much faster pace than the Kings did this year. Yeah. But then again, I mean, they go so small so often without they play Matt Barnes and there's just a lot of guys getting in the paint more often, which creates more blocking opportunities. Yeah. So I think that's kind of offset by the pace. Um, okay, so let's move to Davis. Uh, I'll go first in this one. Just kind of get to the we get to the point where we talked about the usage and all the shot location stuff. Um, uh, Hill again, another Hill ticket usage hit as well, similar. So a guy who was hanging around the low 11s, he'll probably be in the, I think upper nines as well. Um, uh, his efficiency, I'm not. I think he has a better chance because he's a little bit of a, um, a better role man. Like we like we were saying, he's number one in role man possession. So I think having Cousins around there to, I guess, restrict double teams on a roll or anything like that, I think he can be really good and even slightly improve his efficiency. Um, while everything else, he he's just he. I mean, we know AD is fr- super fantasy friendly. He's number two in the NBA right now for fantasy value so I, I see him as like a number 10-ish kind of a guy with the, with a hit on volume and then like I said the upper nines it should be a good price for him for FanDuel yeah that seems about right I mean his minutes might come down by a couple I mean, he, he's been playing way too many minutes right now yeah. so that'll come down a little bit but I think the blocks he's at 2.5 right now I think it's realistic to see three three blocks a game from him man just like 13-14 2013-2014 2. 2.8 blocks per game I think that's that's possible He's trending up too, because he Go Bear was kind of killing him. Uh, I mean, how much like, energy does he, does he exert on offense? It's going to come down. He's going to be all over the place on defense now. Yeah, he's at three point one blocks per game in, in February. He was at one point eight in January. So that little, well, he had that one. Yeah, that little block streak where he had six, five, two, and four in the <laughs> beginning of February. I think is what passed him on Go Bear. Yeah. Uh, and his rebounds have been sick, man. He's been rebounding the ball so much. He had 14 rebounds per game in January, so that's going to fall off as well. But this he's, guy, a perennial, he's a perennial sell-high guy, but that changes for me now. I'm, I'm looking to buy if I can get him for buy? So I said, so I said like 10, 10, 11, 12, like late, pretty much where we were drafting him to start the season. Exactly, yeah. So that's so like you would. That's where, where you'd give up, or would you go? I, I wouldn't give up like a, a Duran or a Giannis, but right. those guys in the next tier, absolutely. Towns, Towns is out. Towns has been number one player in his last thirteen games, I think. Yeah, I'm sti- I'm sticking with Towns. Like my top five guys are out of the question. All right, let's let's, let's do this real quick. Uh, I'll join. Okay. Let's let's see who uh, 
who are the obvious ones. What about Curry? Seth, Stephen Curry. Yeah, Curry's number four for me. I got my top, my top three right now going forward are Durant, Towns, Giannis, um, Harden, and Curry are top, in the top five as well. Okay. This is nine cap. Yeah. Um, Kawhi. And with the, what about Kawhi with the the San Antonio risk? Kawhi's Kawhi the six. He's he would have been three, but this is the second half of the season, mm-hmm. so. The rest yep. kind of closed yep. down, but so it's, it's like six, and then Davis is seven for me. Yeah, so we're looking at. Uh, I'm thinking like the Draymond Green kind of tier. John, what about John Wall or Davis? I would take Davis over John Wall. Close though. It's it's a little close. Wall. I mean, Wall's I been amazing. Yeah, I think I would too. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we should be. Yeah, we got to move on, man. Damn, this is, this is gonna be way too long. Um, okay, <laughs> so other players. Let's talk Drew Holiday. I had some uh, some good stats on him. Uh, let's see here. He uh, has not. He's been like Westbrook, Harden, just as far as catch, catch and shoot goes. Like no catch and shoots. He has nineteen point six percent of his shots are with zero to two seconds of touch time. So among two hundred two hundred nineteen players with at least thirty one starts. Only guys behind him are John Wall, Westbrook, and Harden. Uh, so this guy likes the ball in his hands, man. Uh, and to take, had to put Boogie Cousins, who is number one among power forwards in touch time among, uh, in the NBA for the bigs, and it hurts Drew, uh, a guy who was red, red hot coming in. Um, so his last 13 games, Drew, by the way, 21.8 points, 5.3 boards, 8.4 assists, 2.2 steals, 2.0 trays, 50, 53.6% from the field. Just That's com- top twenty-five. Com- oh, higher. I think he's been like, or he's been, he was like t- top, like seven or eight for a while. Been ridiculous. Last year, close break, he was top forty. And this year, he's been even better. So. I love Drew, but he takes yeah, a pretty big hit here. Like I, I had Drew as probably like a top twenty-five guy, like we were saying. Now yeah. I think he's like 50, 60. Uh, I'd say more like forty, forty-five. Yeah. I mean, the, eliminating the shutdown risk for him is also huge. True. True. So, I mean, he's playing on an expiring contract, and if Pelicans kept losing, he would have been a prime shutdown guy. So, I really like him. Yeah. His value is safe, at least. That's a good thing. So, yeah, really. I think top 40 is realistic. High floor guy. I love the steals and the trays are going to be big time. Um, but we'll yeah. see if that adjusts. I mean, obviously, some of that low touch time is because they have no depth on that team. So You can try like an elite George Hill now. Yeah, nice. Just kind of no holes. He's actually not dropped yeah. the ball from the line lately, but we know that's a fluke. He's a good free throw shooter. Okay, right. so we got to move on. Um, Tim Frazier is really the other guy who should be playing a good amount of minutes on the season. They played together for 20, 229 minutes, excuse me, uh, with next to Drew. They had a plus one point six net rating. That was with that garbage roster. So um, yeah, he's he's looking like a, a decent pickup. Like his, I got um, him. I got him for twenty five minutes a game now. Yeah, that's probably about yeah. right. I mean, Drew mid thirties, so you're gonna get 13, yeah. 14, and then you know eleven, twelve and minutes more next. Gets to rest. Yep. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Only thing is, he's gonna have to feast in in the minutes without Drew and minutes without uh, one of the two Boogie or AD. For sure. I mean, he might be like a eight and six kind of guy. I think if if you would pair Frazier more, would you pair more with Boogie? Or would you pair more with AD? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. I I, I stick Drew with uh, Drew with AD and yep. Boogie with Tim Frazier. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Like the Drew AD pick and roll play has, has been pretty. It's decent. insane. <laughs> it's yeah. been insane for years. <laughs> yeah, so, so they they love that. And then Frazier, who's not quite as adept as a shooter, and Boogie can do his thing. And Frazier could drive and get to draw a little defense and put Boogie more one on ones rather than bringing quick doubles. 
So it should be cool. Um, so yeah. yeah. Anybody, anyone else will zip through. I mean, Solomon Hill had a 10.1 usage rate when he's next to Davis and Holiday. Each one more, like we said. Should get a decent amount of shots. He played 27.3 minutes per game without Evans in November. That's probably a fair expectation. Uh, Terrence Jones cut him, and then pretty much everyone else caught him. Cunningham. Well, it depends, it depends on where Terrence... If you have Terrence Jones, you might as well wait till Thursday. Yeah, I mean, don't cut him for nobody, but... Right. Like, there's got to be somebody. Like, I'd rather stash, like, Ish Smith or, like, some like some stash, man. Like, there has to be somebody better. Like, where's, where's I mean, Terrence... Where's I'm, Terrence not, I'm, not, I'm not letting him go in, in my league. I mean, no? there's, there's a lot of teams that can use a power forward, so... But the, I, if a team that trades for him, they'd be trading for him as a backup, though, right? You never know. Yeah, I just don't. I don't see why any team would. I mean, he would start in Miami if they wanted him. Right. Yeah, I guess. Charlotte could use one. Yeah, I guess my I guess Miami would be the only place that helps them. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, if Miami goes for it, that's probably a good fit, actually. Yeah. Uh, okay, so. Oh, move on. To anybody else Pelicans wise you want to add? Um, I think Caspi is a better fit than Solomon Hill, so just keep an eye on him if he takes the spot. Yeah, see if he better a little bit better shoot. Oh, actually, Cas- um, Hill shot the ball a little bit well, better today. Okay, so we talked about healed Darren Collison, who may be dealt. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah, we'll see if he gets dealt. Um, I don't. I mean, they're gonna just gut their roster as hard as they can. I, I could see the Kings like saying, like doing like a half measure, be like, "Oh yeah, we want a decent product on the floor." Like they don't have the guts to pull a hanky, man. <laughs> but, I mean, they have to do something now. Yeah, they should. But I, I, if Collison stays, on well, off chance he stays, man, he should he should beast. Yeah, he should eat if he does stay. I mean, he, he has to play a ton of minutes next to Lawson as well, just because they're so gutted in backcourt yeah. now. So and then Tyreek Evans gets a Tyreek Evans splits. I just read my column. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything. Read my column. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> I like I like Tyreek in Sacramento actually. Yeah, we'll see it. I mean, his usage is gonna be through the roof, man. Yeah. He, there's some crazy splits. I'm gonna make you read it. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's gonna be thirty plus. Thirty plus usage. Yep. He's only gonna play twenty five minutes though. Yeah. Here, all right. Fine. I'll tell you my, my stat that I looked up then. All right. So here we go. Um, without Davis, thirty point three usage rate with him, twenty three point eight, and then fifty two <laughs> true shooting without, forty three with, twenty a thirty eight point two assist percentage, without twenty nine with. So massive ups everywhere, and then Drew without twenty nine point four versus twenty three point one with fifty four percent true shooting without thirty four percent with, uh, and then forty one assist rate, and then nineteen point three with like double Drew is like doubled almost with, with the Drew on off splits, but yeah, um, they, so okay. Uh, what about the injury maintenance? We saw him play 27 minutes in his last game. He did have the back-to-back drop. Was limited in one of those two. So where do you see his minutes per game? They're climbing to a 20 and change this month. It'll be a 25 captain Sacramento. He won't play in back-to-backs. They're tanking. Um, I don't even know if they want him long-term. That's mm-hmm. that's the thing I want to know. Like he's they have a press conference today. I want to see what they say about Tyree because that's gonna that's gonna make a big impact on me. Yeah, if they're smart. They, I, if I'm them, I want to, I want to see what Tyreek has because um, they're obviously gonna need some help. He's 27, so this is kind of his last chance for a payday. So yeah. if I'm them, I don't play him on back to backs. I still limit him. Expiring deal. I mean, there's no incentive to play him big minutes at all. If you play him big minutes and he plays well, you have to pay him a ton. So just keep him right. low. Keep his minutes down. Just keep him healthy. Yeah. So if uh, keep him, I would just put him on the bench. Play him like we said, 25 minutes, 26, seven minutes. See where he's at and don't play him in back to back. So that's not really great for fantasy, man. 
And but if he returns to form, as he's a twenty-five and five guy, not this year, obviously, right. but in the future, he, he was a twenty-five and five guy his rookie year. So and he's an injury. The potential's there. And he's injurious. I'm not. I'm not like. Yeah, pick him up. But if I picked him up, I'm pro. I'm gonna try to trade him. Yeah, he's he's gonna be annoying. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He's also a shutdown guy. The last two weeks for sure. So um, what else? Willie Cauley Stein. Yeah, Willie Cauley Stein. Go ahead. You want to talk about him first? I put his uh, per thirty-six minute averages by the top of my head. I think they're around sixteen point seven point five rebounds, one point one blocks. But he's not gonna play thirty-six minutes. He's probably looking at twenty-eight, twenty-nine a game, which is. Enough to be a low-end guy in standard league, so if you need a big one, pick him up. But he's a 63, I think, percent free throw shooter. So He's actually up lately. I looked it up the other day. Uh, his last... What was it? I'm looking at my column all the time. But he, he's been like 75%. Oh, there it is. Uh, 75% in his last 15 games. 28 attempts, but still pretty cool. Yeah. So he's getting better there. But yeah, he's not. That's I, I would Like you said, I'd probably pinpoint him at like a nice 69% or something like that. Yeah, he's 63.3% from his career, so I think 68, 69 is probably fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, pick him up, see where it goes. Uh, what about Costa Kufis? Kind of a low nope. ceiling. No thanks. Yeah, too low of a ceiling for you. Exactly. I have him in my 30. You can stream You can stream better than Kufos, so. Yeah, I have him in my 30, man. And I almost cut him the other day, but now I'm kind of glad I didn't. I think he'll be like, yeah. a, top, he'll be like a top 130, 140 guy. Sure. Real, real nice. a, poor, a poor man's Tyson. Yeah, he's like got a real decent floor. Um, his averages without uh, Boogie in two games, eight assists, nine boards, two assists, one block, 26 minutes. It's all right. Yeah. Take that. What about um, Papa Giannis? <laughs> George's Papa Giannis. He's played 18 total minutes. He has never missed a shot at the rim. He's two for two. Uh, wow. So on pace to be the greatest uh, low post scorer ever. Is he um, Sin Bular's son? <laughs> well, he's, he's actually taken five three-pointers in the D-League. He's three of five, so he's on pace to be the best three-point shooter ever. What? Um, no, no, I was kidding. Um, but yeah, he's, he hasn't been too great around the rim. Uh, from what I saw in video, <laughs> he still looks really raw. When I saw him in summer league, I thought he was terrible. Thirty-five point seven percent from the field. A lot of easy shot attempts too. He was um, the only player worse than Willie Cauley Stein in summer league. Yeah, Willie Cauley Stein was twenty-seven point <laughs> five. Yeah, I couldn't stand watching that team. Um, but they did win the title, the summer league title, a couple years ago. So yeah, all good. Man, these pods going long. Um, all right, what else do we want to add? This is a massive trade, though. What about Scout so this year? Yeah, I had him written down. Uh, 52 total minutes on the season. I don't... I mean, unless they trade Tolliver, who voices his pleasure last night, by the way. Um, but, yeah, he's a project, man. It's too bad he's Malachi... The best, he's the best dynasty stash right now in Sacramento. Yeah, definitely. He's a... Um, For sure. What was I going to say? Too bad Malachi Richardson got hurt. For sure, yeah. He was gonna, He would have been something real nice, man. He got some, some ball handling minutes. Um, Tolliver, nothing? Nope, nothing. Alright. Uh, anything else you want to add? I think that's about it. I mean, they're waving Matt Barnes, too. That, yep, yep. So, it's so not really a big impact. Ben McLemore. Yeah, but he's also, he's also gone. <laughs> yeah, he's apparently, yeah, they're apparently breaking this thing down, man. Uh, who else? Look, they're going doing? full hinky. They might as well hire him. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> this is a perfect hinky situation. Yep. Uh, who else do we not mention? Galloway's getting cut. Aaron Aflalo, uh apparently, had, you know, a good, decent deal. Maybe someone goes after him. Obviously, don't pick him up. Yeah, he's owed twelve point five million, and next year his contract's completely non guaranteed for twelve point five million. So he's a one season rental. So Kings will probably get a heavily protected second round pick if they want to move him. So <laughs> not much for him. Yeah. So yeah, and then they're going to be signing people. Um, yeah. Ten day deals, like we said, like we said, man, uh, they're gonna there's going to be someone on this team that's going to be good late. Seth Curry was kind of a league winner, kind of a pickup. 
Exactly. Uh, Whoever they sign is going to be interesting. Uh, um, what do you say? Instantly on the fancy uh, on the fancy radar. Yeah, so. they're they're probably they're the worst roster in the NBA right now. Yep. Oh, oh. I put them on twenty nine in my power rankings. Nice. <laughs> that's. Oh, you put them behind the Nets? No, I put them twenty nine right in front of the Nets. I'm sorry. So. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yep. I, mean, I was thinking bottom to top. Um, <laughs> all right. So Jonas and I recorded the second half of this podcast before the boogie deal. So I tried to scrub through it, and we t- it's funny. We were like, I was going through it, and we were talking about how important it was to keep Boogie happy. And here we are. So I took that out, and other stuff about the Pelicans wanting to get a, another big man. And they got that. Yep. So uh, yeah, so we'll leave you with that again. I hope all the stuff sounds kind of fresh. So go ahead and check out the rest of this pod. We're talking a lot of other stuff, a lot of buyers and sellers on top of the teams that are already in it. Um, should be good stuff. And then also check out part one with some other bigger deals that may go down. So I'll leave you with that. And thanks for coming on, Jonas. And you'll hear us coming on with the second part. Thanks, Mike. All right, let's hit on the Celtics here. They've got to be the most likely team to buy. Um, so we talked about players they can acquire. And obviously the picks there with the pick, the swap this year, which will be a top three pick. And they have the pick, like you said, outright next year. Uh, without the swap. So they have that pick and their own pick. So, um, what players? Um, obviously, uh, I'll start with Smart playing extremely well lately. And Isaiah Thomas, MVP candidate. Um, but boy, Terry Rozier is interesting. I could see him getting traded. Um, they're trading him at a pretty good time. They've upped his minutes a little bit. Again, kind of a product of injuries from Jalen Brown and Avery Bradley. But... He's probably the most likely player to go. Uh, first round pick and went much earlier than expected. Coming into the combine, he was like a second round pick. Had a great workout and he moved up to what sixteen, seventeen. Mm-hmm. So um, Rozier, anything you want to add? And anybody else? Yeah, I would have said Marcus Smart three months ago, and I think you would have said the same thing. But it, now it's Rozier that's likely to be dealt for me. So I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't have. I, I I think Smart. They love Smart, man. Like as bad as he is I mean, shooting, but that's true. But he was linked in that deal with Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I mean, they were ready. They were ready to get. They were ready to get rid of him. So yeah. now they love him though. Since he's since he's been playing for Avery Bradley, I mean he's been hits like five steal games now. Guys, eight steal. Yeah, eight, yeah, eight steal game the other day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's been he's been really good, man. Um, three steals in, in the month of February. Three steals per game. Uh, yeah. He shot the ball well, forty six point seven or forty six point six percent from the field, one point six threes. He's been really good. Um, so yeah, I don't think he's going. But so Rozier, like probably like who else would be gone? Like that's really the only interesting player. Like you're not going to deal Jalen Brown uh, after. Like, no. Yeah, like he's not going anywhere. Who else would be? If, well, this just going back to the Butler trade. If if the Celtics want Butler, they have to get rid of either Jay Crowder or Avery Bradley. One of the two has to go. You think? Not necessarily. Like if they throw a bunch of picks at him, then I think that they maybe they'll get enough to get it done. But they do need to. It would have to be like a three way deal again to like yeah. make money work. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. Of I guess Jay. I mean, it would probably make sense. Jay, yeah. But Jay's contract's so good, man. Like if they take that Jay con, if, like it is. It is really like no reason for the Bulls to trade for Jay Crowder because if you're right. if you're trading Jimmy Butler, you're saying like okay, we're out of it for the next three years. Yeah. So like. What Jay Crowder has a three-year deal, I think, remaining. So like, yep. you're basically wasting that contract. Like yeah. Jay Crowder, yeah, he's oh man, it's so good. Uh, next year, six point eight. The year after that, seven point three. The year after that, seven point eight. Yeah. So like, if you trade for Jay Crowder, like you, that you're wasting it. So yeah. I, if I, if I'm the Bulls, I want Jalen Brown, a first-round pick, and a guy like Rosier or yeah. Smart. Yeah, 
Like that's that's what I that's what I want too, man. Like if, yeah. if you're gonna make a move like that. Um, okay, so probability Rozier goes like six. Yeah, I think six is fair. And man, Rozier on, on Chicago, good god. Yeah, awesome. man, that's a nice stash actually. Yeah. If super, if you're in a super deep weekly league, I, I'd pick him up. For sure, uh, Rozier's okay. a beast, dude. So who else can we? Uh, Jalen Brown, four, two. I I mean, two. I, I don't think Celtics get rid of Jalen Brown. Yeah. He's got such a good future. Yeah, so like two and a half. Yeah. But if Jimmy, if they come knocking at your door and say, "Hey, we'll give you the, this and this," and yeah, that's pick. the only way they move them if they yeah. get Jimmy Butler. So yeah, for sure. Okay, um, Pacers. Uh, interesting report from over the weekend. They are willing to deal their first round pick to get a power forward. We saw that this week with Kevin Serafin getting big minutes um, due to Lavoy Allen, who's not much better, and then Thaddeus Young, who was also hurt. Uh, and then also looking for a guard. I mean, they've been starting Glenn Robinson three, who won the dunk contest last night, which we won't talk yeah. about. We're running late already. Um, so what are we doing here, Pacers? Um, again, uh, they've talked about needing another guard. I think they want to put Monta back in the first unit, or even start someone. Uh, I'm, what, so the Pacers, like the old Lou Williams, Shumpert, um, the Shumpert pick wouldn't be for first round. So any other targets for them? Um, I guess don't see any realistic targets for them. Taj Gibson. <laughs> Um, maybe Taj Gibson, maybe Lou Williams, but yeah, there's not a lot to like there. Yeah, I wouldn't give up that first round pick for Taj. No, absolutely not. Yeah, so it's who else could we? Who else would they even go for? Would they? They make. I could see them getting crazy and rolling Okafor. Like that would be um, that would be stunning, but that would be that would be crazy. They're playing Miles Turner exclusively at center right, right now, so right. I think that'd be kind of difficult to do. So no, he would. He wouldn't be a. He'd be basically like what Al Jefferson Al Jefferson is. Like they would right, have which is like a 17, 8, 18 minute roll. Yeah. Which would be awful for Okafor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then um what else was I gonna say? Oh yeah, those those guys are they'd have two of the top three um post up possession guys. Actually the one and two post up. Percentage yeah. of post up plays is Al Jefferson one, Okafor two, and then Nurkic is three. Um, <laughs> which is fun. Okay, so we'll move on. To okay, we're just gonna kind of fly through some potential buyers, which we we talked about the Wizards, the Williams. Anything you want to add, Wizards wise? Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else, but for now I'm ready to move on. Yeah, like the Lou Williams and right. But would they would they roll? Would they go for Taj or anybody like that? I mean, they obviously aren't too deep at up front. They just Markeith Morris and Marcin Gortat have been so damn good, and then the Auto Porter Kelly Oubre three four combos and killer. I don't so, think they need a big right now. Yeah, I mean, they yeah, really like don't. You're saying, they can they can roll small ball and be fine. But I mean, it, it it's nice to have. I mean, Mahimi's been just terrible. Yeah. So like, it, it doesn't hurt. Like you always want depth, man. Uh, and like right. to be able to just have him in there and lighten the load on Marquise a little bit, who's had that calf injury. I could see them going like for a Taj or something at the right price. Yeah, sure. Uh, if, I mean, they're they're hot, man. What they won eleven of their last twelve. This is their best chance they've had since that John Wall's been there. Second best record since January last I looked. So. Yeah, they're killing, man. Uh, so who else? Raptors we talked about briefly. What are they going to get, though? I mean, they have Norman Powell. He's been comfortable in that role. I mean, Pascal Siakam's obviously kind of a goner. They got Surge now. Um, they're they're rock solid at center with two really good guys in JV and Nagara. I mean, what are you going to trade for? I could see them moving... Um... God, what is that guy's name right now? Fred Van Carroll. I can see them moving Damari Carroll. Yeah? Yeah. I don't like his contract. 
give Norman Powell some more minutes, man. Wow. I think Tavares played well lately, though. Well, I was going to say Jared Selinger as well, though. Yeah. One, he's on a one-year deal. Get rid of him, man. You're not even going to use him. Yeah, he's a goner. But Carroll's contract's not that bad with the salary cap. 4-8 next year, 15-4 the year after that. That's all right. Well, the problem was was I had Carroll on my list before Ross moved, so that kind of True. ruined everything. So now he's locked in there. Yeah, like if you trade Carroll, you got to get something really good. I mean, he's a great right. fit. Low-usage guy. Can hit the three when he's open, when he's not in a slump. So I think he's all right. Uh, I, I just like Norman Powell so much. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Norman's in a great spot, man. Could play 2-3. Two, play two, it's yeah. going to be big time. But they could use a little extra depth. Um, they're not going to break the bank, I don't think. Um, so, like, DeLon Wright, who had a really good week, I think he'd be expensive. Like, if if you get DeLon... Like, even DeLon Wright for Lou Williams. Get Lou Williams back in uh, the six. For sure. Oh, awesome. man, that'd be, that'd be awesome. I was yeah. going to say Wilson Chandler for DeMar Carroll would, would be a lot of fun. Huh. That'd be crazy. Yeah. And what, picks going to the Raptors then? Like, or picks uh, going the, to the Nuggets then? No, the, Ra- the Raptors, have to, they'd have to package a first-round pick to get... To get Wilson, I think. Oh, man, man. I don't... I don't man, you don't like Damari Carroll. I don't. I think he's all right. I, when I saw Damari Carroll get absolutely torched by LeBron in that in the playoffs, was just... Yeah. I, I lost all of He wasn't healthy last year, though. I know, but still, he just let him walk yeah, by him. For sure. Okay, uh, moving on. Hawks, they went from the obvious sellers when Corver went, and everyone was like, oh, Millsap's a goner, to a team that went got pretty hot. Now they're buyers. Um, so they've got some issues with depth, um, although Malcolm Delaney's been really good, uh, much better than expected. I'm a big Malcolm Delaney guy. Uh, they do need some depth at the wings and then really behind Howard. I mean, they're rolling. The splitter's been useless. Uh, Mescala's been pretty good, but I could see them upgrading, like adding a little depth there. Yeah, I think they packaged Tavo Cephalosha and Tiago Splitter and try to make a big move for a backup big behind uh, Howard. Wow. Yep, Seth Locia's on a one. He's got one year left in his deal. Splitter's got one year left in his deal, and Chris Middlemore said those are the two likely guys uh, to be moved. So, and I think they're stacked in the wings right now. I think. Yeah, I think Tari so Prince too. looked great in his last two games, and DeAndre Bembry actually looks pretty exciting too. Yeah, so. DeAndre Bembry in the Houston game, man, he was. Yeah. Obviously, it was Tim Hardaway with what, what the twenty three points fourth, but yeah. he was guarding Bembry was guarding Harden looked really good. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm good. We've got to make up ground. Uh, let's see. Clippers, we talked about. They could use another forward behind Blake. They could use... They, they're good at guards, but um, anything you want to add? We talked about the Thunder as well. Any, and then any other any other buyers that we didn't hit yet? Um, Miami. Yeah. They're, they're close to a playoff push, so they might be interesting now. We mentioned Taj Gibson earlier since they lost out on Ibaka sweepstakes. I know they're in for him. So they're going to be someone to watch, too. Yeah, I think so, so, like you said, if, if they get someone that kind of hurts James Johnson a little bit, because he's been playing basically every position for the, for the Heat. So, yeah, that's another team. Um, who else? I think we covered all the other buyers. I mean, the about- Hornets might be looking to buy because they always want that at number eight seed. Yeah. Just, just to fill the. If you ever go to a Hornets game, you'll know why because it's empty in there. So. Seriously, um, what about we didn't talk about Utah at all. Oh yeah, I mean they could see them going for some depth. Um, I mean, they, could use I mean, they can't really make a move because they're strapped because yeah. they can't really move favors right now. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if they tough. do something. They, they could be one of those like, oh, what? There they are. Lin- yeah. But Lindsey's always stuck to his draft strategy. He's drafted pretty well, really, besides Exum. I guess Exum has been kind of a letdown. Their top eight rotation is so solid. I don't know so who they solid. get to 
Yeah. Ingles has been, I mean, that Joe Johnson deal was one of the best deals of the offseason. Yeah. Uh, I mean, especially with how injured they've been with Hayward with the hand injury early, and then obviously Rodney Hood with that knee injury, it's cost them, what, 20, 20 games or so? Yeah. Okay, so the Nets, they have um, some guys that are willing to sell, apparently. Bowen Bogdanovich uh, popped up as a possible guy. And then obviously Brook Lopez is really the crown jewel if you want to go for broke and add a big man. Um, and he gets the old post-up big man. No, he's not. He's a three-point <laughs> big man now. He's everything. He's really got a complete game. He, can fit in, he showed he could fit in any system. So uh, we kind of got away from the, the numbers, but we really didn't talk about specific players. Oh, no, yeah, we're good. Um, so Bohan and Brook, probabilities and potential partners for deal. Bohan's an eight. I mean, that's move him for a second round pick. They just want picks right now. Um, I don't know why teams aren't willing to give up. The price for Lopez right now is two first round picks. I don't know why contenders won't do that. I'd do that in a heartbeat for Brook Lopez. He can do everything. Yeah, he's good. He's, man. he's been healthy too. Yeah, he's been really healthy ever since that like that foot injury. Even the Jones fracture foots, man. Like Durant, it's been it's been a pretty decent year for Jones fractures. Yeah, like Durant, uh, Levert, uh, who's been cool a little bit lately. Lopez, uh, what Terrence Jones? I think had a no. That's probably just because his last name is Jones. Cameron Payne, <laughs> I think. What's up? Cameron Payne, right? Yeah, Cameron Payne and Jones fracture. Uh, so it's been pretty good. Um, okay, so yeah, uh, eight. It's pretty high. It's up there, man. Yeah, I was thinking I mean, like if the, if the Nets don't trade him this year, his value plummets just because he'll be on a. a He'll have one year left next year, and the yep. teams will view him as a rental. So if they're going to move him for a top value, it has to be this year. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and he'll be restricted, so, I mean, might as well deal now. Yeah. Uh, and they have, I mean, they have some decent depth, uh, and they're going to be able to, they're going to want to add that in the offseason. Like, they've got depth at point guard. Uh, Kilpatrick and Levert played well. Rondé's played the four, so they'd be pretty thin there. Uh, but they could play Levert the three, which they've done plenty, so. So, yeah, um, I think I'll go, like, six and a half, seven, um, just because if they if they trade him, they're not going to get, like, anything back that's really worthwhile. What's what's the yeah. point, you know? It's not like Bohan's been that bad. But. If I'm the Nets, I'd trade Brick Lopez and sign Walter Tavares to my fantasy team. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> Especially with the pace, man, he'd get, like, seven blocks a game. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so, Brooke, I, it, like you said, it's tough for teams to pony up, so I'll just say, like, three. Yeah. Three or four. Yeah. So then, uh, fantasy impact. McCall- Wait, um, Brooke Lopez owner should be begging Lopez to be traded. Yeah. Shutdown risk is high right now. So high. Um, McCullough time? You and I are big Chris McCullough guys. Yeah, I love, I love me some McCullough. Yeah. I, I drafted him in 30 deep and didn't yeah. work out, but I'm, I'm going to probably try to pick him up uh, the next couple days. Especially if, if I hear the rumors pick up, I'm gonna I'm gonna use my FAAB pretty hard. Okay, yeah. uh, and then Bohan Lavert's been cooled off, and they're gonna rest him a little bit. So um, Rondé may, maybe play some more three. Kilpatrick may benefit, but really no one I'm running the wire to grab. We gotta mention Booker too. If yeah, if someone wants the power forward and Gibson's too expensive, Booker's the next guy on the list. So who'd you rather have in a vacuum, Booker or Taj? Oh, Taj easily. Yeah, I think so too. Booker's been good though. Yeah. But yeah, he's under contract for next year at nine point one. That's pretty good. Yeah, for, he's twenty nine. Booker Booker plays like he's like thirty five, but <laughs> he's got some bounce, man. He's all right. Okay, yeah. so really the other another team that's a huge seller right now is the Suns. Uh, PJ Tucker, we've heard to the Clippers most likely. We've heard Brandon Knight, obviously is he's gone, dude. 
Um, he has no use on that team. He's been terrible. And then Tyson Chandler, those rumors have cooled off considerably. So probabilities on those guys being dealt, where do you, um, where do you think they may go, and fantasy impact? I only had one team written down for a, a night trade, and that's Sacramento. Wow. I mean, there's not many teams that want him. Yeah, exactly. So it's gonna be it's, his contract doesn't look so hot right at the moment, and uh, yeah, it's not looking good for him. Chandler, I thought he was gonna be moved prior to the season, but like I said, there's like 12, 15 centers on the market right now, and Chandler's one of the most expensive, so it's it's gonna be hard to move him as well. Yeah, I mean, if you remember when they signed him, the main reason why they signed him at the time it seemed like was to try to close the deal on the Marcus Aldrich. Yeah, so, backfired on him. Yeah, I wouldn't say it really backfired. I mean, he's been giving him good minutes, but... Well, so, last year it looked like it backfired because he was yeah. horrible last year, but this year he's been awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, he's he's played pretty well, so I don't think that contract's like... It looked like, like you said, in the first year it's like, oh my god, that contract's going <laughs> to destroy them. But now it's okay. Like he's He's been pretty good. Yeah. Um, so fantasy impact on this one. I... Y- I don't. Th- were you on the? No, I think I did this pod with Ryan. Yeah, it was with Ryan. I was like, every year there's a guy who goes off late in the season that like we didn't see coming. Lester Hudson comes to mind. Seth Curry. <laughs> Seth Curry last year. Like every year there's a guy that like no one was really thinking about. But you're gonna say Tyler Ulyss, aren't you? Of course, of course. I think Tyler Ulyss has a great chance loves for that. Ulyss. Watson loves the guy. Like, if you're in a deep league, I really wish I had him in the 30, man. He got held all season. And, uh, yeah, I think U.S. is going to be super sneaky, man. Like, I'm pumped to talk about some DFS when Bledsoe rests late in the season. Like, we're going to see some big Tyler U.S. lines. You know, I, I saw a quote yesterday. I was trying to dig it up all morning. Uh, maybe you'll you'll find it for me. Some, I think it's Matt Peterson, actually. I'm going to look it up. He said, uh, Coach Earl Watson said at the All-Star break that you're going to see a lot more minutes from Tyler U.S. after sure. the All-Star break. For so. sure. Yep. He, yeah, every, he talks every time Tyler Ulyss gets minutes, he plays well. Like when they got blown out in Houston, someone asked him what the positives were for the game. He said Tyler Ulyss, and that was it. <laughs> and, <laughs> so yeah, he's I love Tyler Ulyss, so I'm I'm sure you agree. So any anything else you want to spin on? Uh, T.J. Warren has been kind of a letdown since that hot start. He would benefit. Uh, and then what about the Alex Land big sauce and Chris, Marquise Chris, who really should be owned everywhere right now. Um, probably like ninety percent of people would disagree with this, but I like Alan Williams more than I like Alex Lynn. I don't disagree with you. He's so much better than Lynn. <laughs> Lynn's been bad, man. Like he'll, yeah. he has he had a good game. What he had like one really good game like a week ago. Besides that, foul trouble's been crazy. Yeah. Big Sauce is a better, way better rebounder. He almost has better post moves than Lynn. Better finisher around the basket. I want to say, or I'm not sure. Better per minute guy by oh, far. Oh, for sure for fantasy, we love it. But, um, yeah, I mean, you don't need to pick up Alan Williams because the demand's not there unless you have, like, people in your league listening to this. But exactly. I, I think Len's a better pickup because, like we said, the demand factor is different. But Plus he gets the first crack of the starting job. Yep, because that's huge. Yeah, um, They want him to succeed. I mean, as good as Alan Williams is, he's a little short, and you know yeah. he's not going to be, like, a guy that's going to have an impact night after night. Right. Okay, so another team, uh, the Magic. They are clear sellers. We saw them unload Surge for Terrence Ross and basically nothing <laughs> after they gave up the farm. Uh, Victor Oladipo, uh, a first, which turned out to be DeMontis Sabonis and Ersan Eliasova. So that's a little bit of a downgrade. But hey, at least they're abandoning this big... you got to give them some credit for saying, like, hey, we screwed up. But Yeah. What, so they've got to sell. They have to. So, yep. Vooch, could he go? Uh, who else do you think could go? And maybe a, a sneaking guy that may step up. 
I'll speak for Magic fans everywhere. If you get rid of Vooch, you have to get a first round pick in return. For sure. Don't don't just give him away because that'd just be absolutely devastating. More, um, more devastating yeah, than it's that, been. <laughs> what'd you say? It's already devastating, but it'll be even That's more true. devastating. Yeah, it's, already, it's already bad. Yeah. And Vooch's contract's pretty good. Uh yeah. he's 12, 12.3 next year, twelve point eight the year after that, then unrestricted in twenty nineteen. So yeah, all those all those teams we talked about. Um, so likelihood um, four and a half, I'll say. I say three. I can see like a team, maybe like Washington, maybe, but Gortat's been so freaking good, so, so it's gonna be good. hard to do that. Yeah. But like I'm saying, Washington and Indiana might give them a first round pick if they wanted them. So, so I think Magic would do that for a first rounder. If you have Vooch, would you I mean, would you would you trade him for eighty five cents on the dollar, like fantasy wise? Um. Not necessarily. I think I'd just stick with him for now. Yeah, I think so. He's going to be really good without Surge. I think he's going to have some huge lines. He's always been a good guy in like 28 minutes, so there's no need to like panic or anything. Yeah. All right, so lastly, before we get to a prediction, uh, Darren Williams and Bogut. Uh, we saw Bogut's link to the Celtics. Again, Darren Williams, Cavs, somebody like that. The Yogi Ferrell factor. Just quickly, uh, if, you've, if you've held Yogi Ferrell this far, uh, definitely keep him stashed with the Darren trade rumors going on. Anything you want to add? Probabilities on those guys being dealt. We didn't get to probabilities on Tucker, Brandon Knight, and Tyson Chandler. Um, I'll say Tucker's a 7, Knight's a 8, and Chandler's a 4. Yeah, I'd say Knight's just probably a, a 6 or 7 just because his contract's so bad. Yeah. I mean, they're going to get nothing for him. Right. Uh, okay, so what do you think on Darren and Bogut? Chances they go and other possible places? Um, Bogut's probably a nine right now. He's not happy in Dallas. He's gone next year. Dallas will get rid of him for a second round pick, and there's a few contenders that can use a, a cheap center. So, I think Boston's definitely interesting. They could use a backup behind Horford. Yeah. Um, that's really about it. I mean, unless Darren Williams is waived, I think he stays in Dallas. I really do. Yeah, I mean, some teams they need, like we said, some teams need backup depth. So I think I think he'll go, but I think he'll slightly go. Like like you said, Bogut's probably gone, so he's probably like an eight and a half. Yeah, and then I mean, who's giving up a first round pick for Darren Williams at this right. point? Nobody will. Like it'll be like yeah, exactly. two seconds in like a player that has been a, a tanker that's been like not a tanker but hasn't lived up to expectations. Like right, like basically what Reggie Jackson's been to a lesser degree. Yeah, so I think Darren's like a five. I think he's 50-50 to go. Like they, they just if they could trade him for anything, it's worthwhile. Like Dallas right. doesn't have it. Even Mark Cuban, I saw him on ESPN. He's like, "This sucks. We're losing." Like he's actually come to grips that his team isn't good. Finally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he's to his point, man. They're in the playoffs like every year. He's been there. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, we didn't talk about the Warriors at all. Like, do you want to be bold and say that they, they, they're just chilling, right? They have no reason to trade anybody, right? I got a good one for you. Sign Larry Sanders if you're Cleveland or the oh, Warriors. Man. Telling you right now, sign Larry Sanders. Sunday. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. What about what about we didn't talk about the Spurs either? Like, could you see the Spurs making a deal? They're not doing anything. They're they're so happy with their rotation right now. Yeah, they got depth pretty much everywhere. They could use another small forward, man. Like Kyle Anderson's played some four. Uh, we've seen David Lee shown he could play well. Props to David Lee, man. He even admitted that he wasn't in shape last year in Boston. Yeah. Um, Bertans has been solid. Deadman's been the every bit of value contract that we've expected. Um, hey, they were linked to Stanley Johnson from yeah. Zach Lowe. Yeah, yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. That'd be a just lot of fun. Just to develop him. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, Memphis, we didn't talk about. That's because Parsons screwed him with his contract. They can't do nothing now. Yeah, they're kind of they're in a tight spot. Uh, who else? We talked about Houston. We talked about. We, we didn't talk, talk about Charlotte. Yeah, we didn't talk Not about Charlotte. too much briefly. Yeah, um, but yeah, we didn't talk about the Warriors at all. Like, do you want to be bold and say that they're just chilling, right? They have no reason to trade anybody, right? I got a good one for you. Sign Larry Sanders if you're Cleveland or the oh, Warriors. Man. Telling you right now, sign Larry Sanders. Sunday. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. What about what about we didn't talk about the Spurs either? Like, could you see the Spurs making a deal? They're not doing anything. They're they're so happy with their rotation right now. Yeah, they got depth pretty much everywhere. They could use another small forward, man. Like Kyle Anderson's played some four. Uh, we've seen David Lee showing he could play well. Props to David Lee, man. He even admitted that he wasn't in shape last year in Boston. Uh, yeah. Bertans has been solid. Deadman's been the every bit of value contract that we've expected. Um, hey, they were linked to Stanley Johnson from yeah. Zach Lowe. Yeah, yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. That'd be a Just lot of fun. Just to develop him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Memphis we didn't talk about. That's because Parsons screwed him with his contract. They can't do nothing now. Yeah, they're kind of they're in a tight spot. Uh, who else? We talked about Houston. We talked about... We, we didn't talk, talk about Charlotte. Yeah, we didn't talk Not about Charlotte. Not too much. Briefly, yeah. Bucks, we didn't talk too... We talked briefly about them. What about Monroe? We haven't really mentioned him yet. I think he's good. He's in a good role, man. Like, we... People overblow the whole bench guy thing, but who cares, man? Like, if you get minutes and you can perform in those minutes, who cares where you get them? So, are we liking Thom Maker rest of the season? Uh, we talked about that in the last pod, and yeah, I mean, he's all right. I, you like him, I think, more than everyone else does. And like we said, the whole it looked like at first that they were going to probably play Giannis more at the four, Middleton at the two, three, more three to allow Brogdon to play more. But it looks mm-hmm. like that's not it. it. Looks like they're going to go cut Brogdon and then play Thon, play Beasley, play Toledovich to fill in the Jabari role, which really hurts Brogdon a little bit. Um, yeah. What's your thoughts on that? I mean, I don't agree. But like you said, Brogdon needs to play. He's he needs to play thirty minutes in this team. Yeah, sorry, he just does. But um, I like the idea that they're getting Thon more minutes. I think if he gets twenty four minutes, he's got great upside. But he's just too prone to foul trouble for standard league. So he's just a really good dynasty stash for now. Yeah. So we talked about every team on this um, on this two part edition. So that's why it took so long. But yeah, happy we got every team covered at least on some degree. Uh, See you guys. Enjoy the deadline. We will be back on Wednesday. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Probably more deadline stuff. We'll take some questions and all that good stuff. So thanks, man. This is awesome. Thanks for coming on, Jonas. Yeah, no problem. It was a blast. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.